You're listening to The Critical Thought, where we challenge our listeners to use critical thinking when examining the teachings of Jehovah's Witnesses. Hey, this is Lady C. Welcome to The Critical Thought. In this episode, we're going to be talking about a very serious topic, and that is PIMO. P-I-M-O. This term has been floating around the internet for several years now. It is a term that individuals that are Jehovah's Witnesses are calling themselves when they find out that this is not the truth and they no longer want to participate in the religion and, and, and worshiping the way they were before. And so it means physically in, mentally out. It is very serious. A lot of people don't understand just how serious it is because the Jehovah's Witnesses they come across as the as a people that says that you're free to come and go as you want to, and nothing's going to happen to you. Um, if you leave the religion, it's up to you if you want to do that. But they do not tell you that if you leave the religion, there's going to be repercussions. So let's just say, for instance, there is a an individual who has a job. And they're working for a brother or sister in their local congregation. Maybe they've had this job for 10, 15 years or whatever, or however long it is. When you have a job, you can't just up and quit your job if you don't have another job. So if they decide to leave the religion, there goes their job. There's other people who may be renting a room. They may be renting a, a, a apartment or whatever it is. They may be depending on a Jehovah's Witness for, the, for a place to stay. And if they decide that they no longer want to be a witness, well, they could find themselves homeless overnight. And then another issue is a person that's married to a Jehovah's Witness. And you have one spouse that's in the religion practicing, and they don't see anything wrong with the organization, and they choose to stay and then you have the other spouse that's fully woke to the teachings and they're no longer want to have anything else to do with the religion. But they can't just up and say, hey, look, and tell their spouse that they, that they no longer want to be a witness because now there's turmoil in the marriage. And depending on the dynamics of how things are structured in their life, they may have property that they're sharing together. They're um, depending on their livelihood. Their lives are intertwined. They may have children. There's a lot of things that's going on in this in their relationship. And you just can't wake up one day and be gone and have no place to stay. So there's a lot of people dealing with stuff. And then another group is a minor child. You know, we get um, emails from teenagers and they discover I'm 14 years old. And I no longer want to be a witness. I've been on the Internet. I've been on YouTube. And I, I realize that this is not the truth. What do I do? And so, you know, we don't tell people to buck up against their parents and not follow their, the rules of their family. So, you know, of course, they, they're going to have to do other things, too. And they've got to stick it out for however long so that they can um, maintain some kind of normalcy in their life, you know? And I, and I don't want to say some kind of normalcy, but because uh, being a Jehovah's Witness definitely is not a normal situation, you know, especially when you wake up to the 
to the real truth about the religion, you realize, hey, look, there's nothing normal about being one of Jehovah's Witnesses. And so, you know, we get a lot of blowback sometimes with our videos. We'll put a video on the Internet. And then you'll even get people who are, you know, like ex-Jehovah's Witnesses. And they'll be saying to us, oh, you're just putting these videos out here, bashing the watchtower. You should move on with your life. You know, we'll get those kind of uh, people coming out, talking to us and saying stuff like that. But they don't get the emails that we get. They're not getting the correspondence. They're not talking to people that's about to jump off a bridge because they can't take it no more. We get those emails. We see the results of what our videos are doing for people. They're helping people. They're helping people to keep their sanity, to realize that they're not alone, that they do, you know, um, that they are going to be okay. You know, there's a growing number of people that are in the community that's waking up and leaving. And so I was telling this one lady that I was talking to the other day, I said, you know, pretty soon there's going to be more people that have actually woken up from the religion and walked away than there would be people that's still at the kingdom hall. And, um, and then we were laughing about it and we were saying not only that, but how many people are actually sitting at the kingdom hall thinking the same thing that you're thinking? I don't want to be here, you know? So when I tell you there's a lot of work to be done out here when it comes to helping people, and we get emails all the time, and we sometimes we just do not get a chance to read everything. And I've gone back through our emails, and I've missed emails, and I didn't realize that um, some of the emails had come through because so many come in to our inbox that there's just a lot of um, correspondence coming, coming through. So in this video, we're going to be talking to another individual that we had an a interview with um, a couple weeks ago. And we kind of left out this one part of his interview because we didn't want it to get encapsulated with the rest of his story because we felt like this is a story that should kind of stand on its own. And that would be the one where he was talking about being a PEMO. And now I want you to go ahead and tune in to the discussion that we had with Sean Miller about his experience as a PEMO. And JT will also be part of this discussion. When you were a PEMO, what kind of conversations did you have with your family? You know, give the balance. Tell, tell what that was like. Like you basically have to live what the witnesses call a double life. Like you have to um, fake it. And, and it, it's that I, I actually have never been so stressed out in all my life as when I was a PMO because uh, going out in the field ministry or going over to people's houses, like you don't, you don't want to slip. Right. Because then people can kind of like witnesses police each other. That's something Bible studies don't know either is that witnesses are always scanning and you're, you're picking up, all the time of like something that hits your ear funny. So as a PMO, um, I just don't know how it's a sustainable thing to live like that for, for such a long time, because it is very uncomfortable. It's extremely uncomfortable. I mean, my, Oh my God, I can remember family dinners. We would all get together. My sister-in-law, my brother, my parents, we'd all come together and somebody would say something just, ass backwards wacky 
And you just have to sit there and be like, yep. <laughs> and I just felt like such a chump after a while having to agree with stuff that I didn't agree with. It's like, this is, this is silly. This is nonsense. And I, I'm just, I can't do it. You know, I mean, some people can, but I think you'll eventually probably crack. And I, I think it's long-term, very bad for your mental health to live as a PMO for a long time. But, you know, that's just my opinion. I, I, I don't want anybody to blow up their life based on my opinion. Oh, no. And, you know, I just want to, I just wanted people to just hear that. Not that I'm trying to pick on PMOs either. And because I realized that some people financially can't come out. You know, if you're mm-hmm. a PMO. Yeah, that's you, true. That's and true. you can't come out because you you're depending on somebody financially and you got a job, you got all these things you you're you're you know dealing with. But some people might just be afraid. Mm-hmm. They may just be afraid to step out there. And we did have a, a several people emailed us and told us they were just waiting for their Jehovah's Witness family member to die. And mm-hmm. uh then they were gonna just go ahead and leave. But mm-hmm. and I was like, oh my God, they could be living for another 20 years, you know? Yeah. Or outlive you, you know. Right. So they 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 weren't they they weren't dependent on the person financially. It was other stuff going on. Yeah, you as a PMO, and and this is something you just won't understand until you actually leave. The authenticity in your own life that you will feel, I would never, I wouldn't trade it for for anything. Like just being able to discover who I am spiritually, emotionally, creatively, everything, even like, you know, like my relationship with my wife, like just it, everything just, just bloomed. It just blossomed. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and if you live under that restraint, it, you just will never have the experience of living an authentic mm-hmm. life. I want to say this uh, in regards to people who find themselves in what's called the PMO status. I think it's very important that that they, that you understand that you you heard the phrase you're living a double life. <clears throat> I think we I think you have to I think you have to put in some context. When people say people are living a double life, uh, that generally means that they're doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. They should be doing what's right, but they're doing something right. wrong. Right. You need to understand in this particular instance, you're not doing anything wrong. Mm-hmm. You ain't done nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. You've just realized you've been duped. Mm-hmm. And now you're just waiting to make your move. Because yeah. some people feel I I'm, I'm I'm this is wrong. No, you you just found out the real deal. That's all. That's all you yeah. you found the real sure. deal. Right. But your circumstances don't allow you to move on that at this time. Mm-hmm. So yeah. never feel that you, you know, we're not talking about people who are lying and then stealing and then carjacking, you know, and then they come to the kingdom hall like they're brothers. No, we're not talking about that. No, no, no. We're not talking about that. We're talking mm-hmm. about you took the time to read, to study, to analyze, and you realize you got duped. Yeah. So you're not doing anything wrong. You're not living the double life in the in the context that that word is often used. That's and exactly so right. such individuals, because we've talked to so many people, you have to make the move when it when it is best for you, yep. not what someone else says. Because nobody's circumstances are the same, and nobody is walking in your shoes except you. And yeah. so, therefore, you have to make the move. 
when you are ready. Don't let anyone force you. Don't stay longer than you need to, but leave when it's time to. Mm-hmm. And you will find that, as, as you've mentioned, uh, you will then be able to live your authentic life and who you are and the things you want to do. But, but you're not doing anything wrong because I know mm-hmm. so many, I've talked to so many people over the years, man. JT, I feel, I feel so bad because I know the truth about the truth. And you know the truth. <laughs> Listen to yourself. And so, <laughs> but I think it's fear, though. I think people are it not living because it's fear. Because, yeah, it's, it, and if you take people who are older and yeah. they don't really, and you know, they always say that when you get older, you don't make friends as well as you do when you're true. younger. That is true, man. You know, because, like, if you're retired, you're not in the workforce anymore and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But that's why I recommend that people. There, there's so many ex witnesses out here now that. Yeah. That you have an instant friends that you can get just in the in the exponents community, you know. Yeah. So there's a lot of there's a lot more support than we had when we left. We had nobody. Yeah. You know? So so yeah. so now at least, which is really nice, is that now if you are a PMO, mm-hmm. you do not have to be feeling guilty for stuff that you would have felt guilty before. Before, I ain't studied my lesson. I, I, I didn't enough hours. That's kind of stuff for you now. This, at this point, you're like, you're like nah, I ain't worrying about the time. I ain't worrying about studying the magazine. Before, think of all the things that you felt guilty about and now you realize as we started this whole program out, it's bogus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that is a burden that you do not have to carry anymore. You know, I mean, right. you had to read all the magazines and keep up all the awakes and the watchtowers and and that stuff is you realize now this stuff is bogus because in six months they're gonna change it anyway. So yeah, you know. yeah. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. They, won't even, they won't even be teaching in six months. That's yeah. Terrible. I I think for me, and I know this was the the big motivating factor for my wife. Um, she and this is before I even knew what the term PIMO was, but she was a PIMO. She stopped going out in service. And I was like, what's the deal? And I even have had an elder ask me, he's like, Hey, no brother. What, why isn't your wife turning in her time? So I had to ask her. Right. And she was like, I just can't go to somebody's door and tell them that they need to get baptized and be a Jehovah's witness. I can't do it. Because at that point she had discovered, you know, like that this is no, it's just never going to happen. <laughs> yeah. And 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 for me, for me, yeah. I was like, I got to that point too, where it was like, well, I can't be Pimo because in order to survive, and this is procedural, okay, in order to survive as a witness, you have to be active if you want to enjoy any of the benefits, really enjoy them and get brought into the culture, you have to be active, which means you have to try to convince people to be a witness. So I don't want that on my conscience <laughs> to go to somebody's door and be like, well, yeah, here, read this book and uh, come to the meetings, but you actually don't yeah. have to get baptized. You know, like <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't do that. Hey man, you know, I'm gonna be take, lying to somebody. <laughs> I'm gonna say we 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 hear we hear stories of people who they actually there's some people they have fun with this thing, especially <laughs> with this time stuff because they know now like right now because of the COVID they just told everybody you don't have to even worry about time. I know people, man, they're like, yeah, I got a couple hours to think about. I think I got a couple hours, and they just let it roll just like that. They don't yeah. even worry about that. They just <laughs> let it roll because yeah. you you now realize think about it. You had to be a regular pond, and all of a sudden. 
You ain't got to turn no pioneer hours in. Man, so many people signed to be regular pioneers just to go to the pioneer school and they were turning in 12 hours a month. I mean, come on, man. This is bogus, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm a 12 I mean, hour I, it, going to pioneer school. Come on now. It, it got to it got to the point where I was like counting time for when I thought about going out in service. <laughs> that's right, exactly right. I'm telling you, I was thinking about it today. That, that's good enough. That's good enough. Yeah. I, I had a I had a running joke with one of my friends. I said, why can't we just turn in like it's the thought that counts points. Like it's the thought that counts hours. Like, can I just keep track of that? It's from my heart, brother. Like it's got to mean something, right? No, that is funny. Yeah. I mean, people, I had, a, I had, a, I had somebody yeah. tell me they were turning in pioneer hours, pioneer hours, boy. They wouldn't even I mean, went on people, service. There are people okay. who they decide, look, I'm on my way out anyway. I'm going to, I'm going to have, I'm going to have the last laugh going out the door. So, you know, it was something. What I'd like to do is just share some of the stories that we've been receiving from individuals that are Pimo. One Pimo said, congregations have bad apples, but these elders are micromanagers and out for blood. There is no one I can talk to for fear. And as you know, the organization has a snitching mentality. I am so glad I found your podcast. Ex-Jehovah's Witness Never Going Back said the following. Ex-JW Critical Thinker, I woke up in January 2021 and I attempted to be a PIMO, but I couldn't do it. I disassociated in writing in May of 2021 after 27 years, the majority of which I pioneered. I was not a born-in. I was recruited into the cult through a door-to-door contact. This disgusting, evil cult has ruined my life in every imaginable way. Now, I'm picking up the pieces and trying to move on best I can. There are so many people waking up. I mean, people are emailing us, writing comments on our YouTube videos. In fact, there's another story that I'd like to relate. I can't find the email right now. But it was an individual that was having a lot of issues, and they had been disfellowshipped and reinstated several times. They were so confused about life, they didn't know what to do. They were trying to make a final-ditch effort to get back to the hall, and it was during the time when they were having Zoom meetings online. So this individual was at a Zoom meeting and got bored and somehow ended up going on the Internet and surfing the Internet, and somehow one of our videos hit his radar. And he said when he clicked on the video, he was a little afraid at first because you know how Jehovah's Witnesses are telling people, hey, stay away from apostates and things like that. But when he got the courage to click on that video and start watching, his world began to change. So trust and believe. When I tell you, all of us YouTubers out here, as a conglomerate, We're helping people. We're keeping people off these bridges and and committing suicide. We are out here working our magic, helping people to stay alive. All right. Going back to my screen to show you another uh, message that we got. This one was a comment that was um, made on the video that we did about the memorial. And there was an individual that said, I'm Pimo, was baptized in 1970. Seen a lot, 
My dad was an elder. I met wonderful people way back then, but now I know the truth about the truth. It's so hard when you believe something all your life. Now, you know this person because they were baptized in 1970. You know they're up in age. They're not like 25 years old. They can't really start their life over again because they pretty much lived their whole life all to wake up and find out that their life was a sham. It's really, really sad. Another, another email, we did a video about 9-11 20 years later, and this is what this person said. Hello, JT and Lady C. I'm Pimo and didn't feel comfortable commenting on the live video you just had. It was really enjoyable, by the way. I have been enjoying your videos for a while now. Thank you so much. You both are helping many people. Another uh, email that we received. Hello. I've been PMO for about three years now. I'm going to have a judicial committee probably soon. My whole world revolves around Jehovah's Witnesses. My family are Jehovah's Witnesses and all my friends whom I love dearly. I'm really afraid of what might happen. And I really need your help. Any advice you can give me to improve my chances of not getting this fellowship. Can you please call me or set up a Zoom meeting so I can explain my situation? Another email. Thank you. I saw the interview you both had with John Dellen. Great interview. I've been awake for three years now. An inactive PMO. And you two were part of helping me realize that I wasn't crazy when one day at my job I questioned myself. Is this the true religion? What if it isn't? And it was a smack to my face and began looking for info on those doubts that haunted me for years. So people are getting a confirmation. They're able to see, hey, look, I wasn't going crazy. There were some things about this religion that was haunting me from years ago. And I just thought it was me. I thought I was the crazy one. No, people are coming on the Internet. They're waking up. And they're walking out of this religion. Uh, the last one I'm going to share with you here is an, an, an elder that talked about when they resigned, they said this is how they woke up. They were having a meeting with the circuit overseer. And they said that um, the circuit overseer said in an elders meeting about brothers and sisters recording their judicial meetings and putting them on YouTube. And he said this aroused my curiosity. So I typed in Jehovah's Witnesses into YouTube. And this brought me to your channel, Berean Pickets and others. This is where I learned the truth and woke up. So even when you're at the Kingdom Hall and the brothers are talking about people going online and um, getting in, in touch with apostates and seeing all this stuff, putting stuff on uh, their judicial cases online, I guess he was like, wait a minute, what is going on? And at that point, he did some investigative work went online, and he saw what he needed to see, and he woke up. And for years, the Watchtower has been demonizing the Internet, and they've been trying to keep people um, away from information and knowledge because they realize that once you start looking at this information, the house of cards is going to fall because they do not have a stable foundation 
for this religion. And it is very important for them to make you think that you should not be online because you're going to lose favor with Jehovah. And people don't realize it, that God has nothing to do with the Watchtower. This has been Lady C. I want to thank you so much for being in our audience. Be sure to share this information because sharing is caring. And we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. This program was sponsored by Critical Thinkers.